The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Here's a stand that looking scary. All right. Tonight on Rams Showcase, one L.A. team says goodbye to London while another says hello. Plus, midway through the season, how far will the Rams go? And later, the Rams head to the Steel City after a week off. We preview Rams at Steelers next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. Of course, we did have the week off, and I hope you guys feel rested. I hope that you guys were not as bored on your Sunday as I was with no Rams game to watch. Uh, it was not a fun week. I hate bye weeks. They are the worst thing in the universe. And the worst part about that is if we get an extended season, we could see multiple bye weeks in one season per team, which uh, is way less fun for everybody involved. So uh, we are going to talk about some pretty cool stuff tonight. We got mid-season stuff. I'm not going to go too crazy. I, I was expecting that I would be, you know, to go into this a little bit deeper, but, uh, you know, we got, we're back off the bye week now. I feel like if I was going to do this, I should have done it on the bye week and actually just given you guys that bye week show where I can kind of dig into uh, how the second half can kind of unfold for the Rams and and all that. But I'm going to give you guys some projections and uh, so, some good stuff for the second half of the Rams season, uh, which is coming up starting Sunday. The Rams start the second half of their season. And then, of course, uh, we're going to be talking about this Rams and Steelers game that we've got on Sunday. Uh, Aaron Donald making his return to Pittsburgh. He he is there all off season. He obviously uh, has played in Heinz Field plenty of times uh, with uh, uh, with Pitt, and he is making his return now. Finally playing uh, in Pittsburgh on an NFL field, so that should be pretty fun stuff. So uh, I'm going to start with this news, uh, just because I I'm very into this story, and I know some of you guys are as well. Uh, this has kind of just captured my attention, and I know it's not really Rams-related, but it kind of is a little bit. It ties in with the Rams. Uh, so if any of you guys are uninterested or hear about hearing about the, the, the Chargers and Rams current situation, just go ahead and skip ahead, because this is what I'm talking about right now, all right? Just skip ahead. This is pre-recorded. Feel free. I'm not going to get my feelings hurt, because I'm not going to know. I have no idea. All right, so uh, take your time. Go ahead and uh, find a good spot. I don't even know what time signature to give you guys. Uh, just go like a couple minutes. Go like to the three, well, no, we're almost at the three-minute mark. Uh, go to like the four and a half, five-minute mark, 
and uh, we should be back into normal stuff. But for those of you that do care about this, like I do, uh, because it is Rams-related, it does tie in, uh, the, the newest report that we are seeing is that the Chargers are being named as a potential team to relocate to London. And there is a lot of issues right now between Stan Kroenke and Chargers owner Dean Spanos. Uh, Stan Kroenke, obviously the owner of the Rams. Also, a couple of my other favorite teams, or one of my other favorite teams, I guess, the Colorado Avalanche, he owns them as well. Kroenke Entertainment. That's good stuff right there uh, for me, apparently. <laughs> but uh, so what's happening right now is we've heard rumors of the, the Chargers going back to San Diego. I really don't see that happening. I don't think that that's going to happen because I don't think the city of San Diego is going to give them a stadium. Then we heard about the Chargers to St. Louis and that the the NFL had apparently offered the city of St. Louis the Chargers. And now we're hearing London. So um, the basically the premise of this and, and what I'm trying to get at and the point that I'm trying to make here is the Chargers have now been tied to three different cities that are not named Los Angeles for the 2020 season. And what does that mean? That means this is very real. This is a very real possibility that the Chargers don't play in Los Angeles and that that little beam that's in the, the beautiful SoFi Stadium uh, that has the Rams and Chargers logo on it, the uh, Chargers logo was basically put there for no reason. Almost, almost. Right now, it's a deal, it still does serve a purpose. There's two home locker rooms, two homeowner suites, so it is very possible that maybe an expansion team or something happens later on down the road, but it's, we're starting to get that, I'm starting to get that feeling that it's very possible that the Chargers don't play in the new stadium with the Rams, and it would only necessarily be against the Rams that the, the Chargers would see that venue. So it is kind of an interesting development. Uh, this one actually does have some weight, and I know some of you guys out there right now listen to me. You're like, first of all, I don't care about this. And that's fine. You don't have to care about this as much as I do because I'm really into this story. I'm a big, I'm a football fan. I am a Rams fan first and foremost, but I do love the NFL. I love the game of football. I like all levels and it's just, it's, it's a great sport to me. It's just my favorite thing in the universe and that's, that's where I'm at with it. So that's why I'm really into this story. But uh, what's happening here is... Uh, obviously Dean Spanos didn't, he didn't, he's not paying as much as he should for this stadium, for his team to play in this stadium. So, uh, the fact that he's being linked. And then of course, I know some of you guys also are sitting out there saying, well, Spanos said it was, it was ridiculous. He said it was BS. Uh, that's the uh, abbreviated version of what he really said, but he said that it was, it was ridiculous and that the, the, at Los Angeles is the Chargers home and they don't plan on leaving and all this stuff. And, uh, to me, he came off very defensive in answering those questions and to me, him making those comments, the way that he made those comments, I I know what he's saying. He's like, I, the, the Chargers are not leaving Los Angeles. Los Angeles is the Chargers' home. This is where we will be. Uh, that made me believe that less. Watching him say those words made me believe it way less that the Chargers are actually going to be, remain in Los Angeles long term. I just don't see it uh, as a possibility. And, you know, it happens to the Rams as well, but... It's a it's a very normal thing, a weekly thing that the the Chargers stadium is overrun by opposing fans and those teams that don't have fans that travel well, well they're just playing in an empty venue. We don't really see that in in the Coliseum with the Rams. We see if there's not a lot of opposing fans cuz there are some teams that just travel really well. The 49ers blew up the Coliseum. That was sad to see, but it happens. 
of course, anytime any team hosts the Packers, uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, green and yellow in that in that in the stadium. But it's a very interesting situation. And uh, like I said, Spanos's comments made me believe him a lot less. And that was because he was so defensive. He was cursing, which is, I guess, not how you would want to be taken professionally. So I have some issues with that. But Spanos just not pulling his weight. And I do not see Stan Kroenke wanting to go into business with Dean Spanos. And I just don't I don't think it's going to happen, guys. So uh, this is pure speculation at this point. We don't know. Uh, but also keep in mind, there is no way that any team in the NFL, especially in 2019, would just come out and say, oh, yeah, we're not going to be here next year. We're out like we're 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 gone after this year. That's just not going to happen. So. Of course, his comments were what they were. That was exactly what I expected his comments to be. But it was the way he said them that it was uh, very jarring. Very jarring to me. Uh, next up here, uh, historically speaking, the Rams have about a 44% chance to make the postseason. Of course, they are still sitting in third place. And currently, just half a game out of a wild card spot. They are tied with the Panthers right now, but they do hold the tiebreaker. The Rams defeated the Panthers back in week one, which feels like forever ago, by the way. It feels like that game did not just happen like 10 weeks ago. It feels like it was months ago, and that it's, it's super irrelevant now, because in football years, it's, it's a long time ago. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Rams signed linebacker Dakota Allen back to the practice squad. I know many of us, me very included in this, are fans of Dakota Allen, and I talked about it before when uh, when this first happened, when he first joined the team of his history on Last Chance U and everything, and that was really fun and stuff. But now he got waived by the Raiders, he cleared waivers, and is now back on the Rams' practice squad. So hopefully this guy can develop and kind of turn into something awesome because I think he's a very good player. He's got a very good head on his shoulders. He's a very good kid. I would like to see him succeed. As long as he's in the NFL in some capacity, at least he's living his dream, and I'm happy for him for that. Um, yeah, I, I kind of teased it a little bit there that the, the Rams were saying goodbye to London and one LA team says hello. So that was a, I kind of organized that weird, but the Rams, they played in London two weeks ago against the Bengals. Obviously it was a big win for the Rams. Very, uh, entertaining game. If you're, especially if you're a Cooper cup fan, which I think all of us are, I don't know a single Rams fan. It's like Cooper cup. Eh, you know, I just don't think that exists. So uh, if you're a Cooper Cup fan, like I'm sure you are, then it was fun to watch because Cooper Cup lit it up, and that was awesome. Uh, that one dude hit the hit stick a little early, but uh, Cooper Cup was able to score and stuff. And 220 through the air, that was amazing stuff. Uh, but I mentioned that uh, the Rams, now they're no longer in this deal to play in the International Series because this is the final year that the Rams are playing at the Coliseum. I've mentioned this before, that... Part of the deal to play at the Coliseum was to give up one home game a year to the International Series so that it was a little bit less stress on the Coliseum, only having to host seven regular season games instead of the eight. And then, of course, it would be just nine overall games if you're including preseason instead of the ten. But even this year, uh, it kind of evened out because the, the Rams last year weren't able to play their home game in Mexico City and instead played the Chiefs at home in one of the most exciting games I've ever watched. But that that was supposed to not be at the Coliseum. It was kind of fortunate that it was able to happen at the Coliseum. Uh, who knows if, if there was going to be plans or anything for that venue. So it could have been turned into a, a huge disaster. Luckily, it did not. 
So we got that going for us. But it kind of worked out and evened out a little bit this year. Uh, only eight games at the Coliseum for the Rams this year, including preseason. Uh, and that was a, the, the only preseason game in at the Coliseum for the Rams was against the Broncos because they did give up that one preseason game to the Dallas Cowboys that was played in Honolulu. So Rams all over the place. You look in Honolulu at Los Angeles, and then, of course, those random cities, Atlanta, uh, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and then having to go to London. It's a lot of travel time, but I've got good news for you. That kind of levels out a little bit. So uh, in the second half of the season, we, we kind of even out on that. Oh, I had it up. Oh, there it is. It was just on a different tab. So after the Rams do play the Steelers on Sunday, uh, the furthest the Rams go, there's only really two, well, there are three away games, but only like we got the Arizona Cardinals, Dallas Cowboys, and San Francisco 49ers. That's not a lot of travel for the Rams after uh, after this uh, Pittsburgh game. So so the Rams getting close to home after that, which it should be very beneficial. Let's take a look into these midseason statistics, though. Don't have a lot for you guys here. Uh, again, this is something that I probably just should have done. Uh, a a full-on bi-week episode for you guys, but I did not. I took the week off. I normally do take the, the Rams bi-week off, and it was very beneficial. I'll let you guys know that uh, with my schedule. It was definitely helpful, but I also missed it so much, so I'm back with you guys here. But this would, this would have been a more in-depth segment, but you guys will like it still, I promise. So Jared Goff, halfway through the season, 61.1 completion percentage, which isn't terrible, but it's also not amazing. He's got 2,367 passing yards, 11 touchdowns to 7 picks. Uh, my preseason prediction for Jared Goff is that he would throw for 5,000 yards, which is not unheard of. If anybody knows how to do it, it's Drew Brees. He's done it more than anybody. But he, Jared Goff is currently on pace for 4,734 passing yards. And keep in mind that in the first eight games, he did have a 78-yard passing performance. So he still is technically on track to get to that 5,000-yard mark, which is what we all want to see. I know not everybody's a big golf supporter like myself, but, you know, he's he's our quarterback. And he's going to be our quarterback for quite some time now that he's getting paid to do it. And uh, 22 touchdowns is what he would project to. Obviously, these are very, very easy math. This is math I can absolutely do, uh, which is just doubling, which is good. And then 14 interceptions. Todd Gurley, different animal on the ground. Uh, it's a whole different story than we're used to telling with Todd Gurley. The last time we had a story like this about Todd Gurley was his rookie season, coming off that, that torn ACL that he suffered at Georgia. Uh, but Todd Gurley only has 355 Rushing yards, six touchdowns, 3.9 yards per carry, uh, which is really what's killing it right now. It's it's the 3.9. That's that's not Todd Gurley. You know what I mean? And I know that you want to be close to five. That's where I put people at least, you know, 3.9 It for me to, to have Todd Gurley at 3.9. That sounds really low. Uh, but obviously, if you guys are doing math at home, uh, he's on track to have 710 yards, 12 touchdowns. So decent amount of touchdowns. But again, keep in mind that Todd Gurley, even though he's technically on pace to have 710 rushing yards, there is still the speculation because we never got confirmation on an injury about Todd Gurley. There is still the the possibility that the theory that the Rams are kind of saving Todd Gurley for a late season run and that come, you know, week 13, 14 and, in, you know, go and make it a playoff push is that that's when he would be back to his vintage self. 
we have seen glimpses of Todd Gurley playing like we've seen Todd Gurley play before. Uh, but right now, he, the first half of the season, nothing to write home about. That's for sure. Uh, and then the big one here, Cooper Cup, wide receiver Cooper Cup. This is a guy that I've talked about so much. And ever since he was a rookie, I was like, this guy is awesome. And I had mentioned it years ago. I said, Cooper Cup, by the time he retires, he's going to be known as one of the best receivers the Rams have ever had. And I say that just to toot my own horn because it's looking pretty good. That guy has mass amounts of talent. Currently has 58 receptions for 792 yards, five touchdowns. That's on pace for uh, 116 receptions. 1,584 yards and 10 touchdowns. That uh, 1,584 would tie uh, for 25th most receiving yards in one season all time. So I know 1,584 kind of sounds like a lot. When you look at 25th most and it would be tied for that, that doesn't jump out. But that's still a really, really strong season. Cooper Cup also currently, uh, if if Pro Bowl voting ended today, Cooper Cup would be in, which is Awesome news for him. So I did have some some other stats here for you guys, which is kind of cool. So Isaac Bruce, in order for Isaac Bruce is in fifth all time for a single season receiving yards. And in order for Cooper Cup to hit that, he would need to average 123 yards per game to tie Isaac Bruce. And then on the flip side of that, ninth place for most receiving yards in a single season belongs to Rams wide receiver Torrey Holt. And Cooper Cup would need to average 113 yards per game for the rest of the season uh, to match that number. On the defensive side of the football, so obviously we don't have as many statistics for Aaron Donald as we've had in previous years, which is totally fine. He's still making a huge impact on the game, and he is uh, the one other (laughs) current Ram. If Pro Bowl voting ended right now, he would be in. But I think that's Pro Bowl voting... And the game is just not my thing, so it's fine. But Pro Bowl voting, I think it's a cool thing to add to your resume. So Aaron Donald, I I expect to get plenty more Pro Bowl votes, and it's going to be something we talk about for his the rest of his career when he's done too. But on the defensive side of the football, Corey Littleton leads the team in tackles with 66. That's on pace for 132. Dante Fowler, I actually I was given wrong information. I was on the Smoke 'Em If You Got 'Em podcast talking Rams Steelers. And I actually mentioned that Matthews is still the Rams' leading sack artist, and that is just not the case. I didn't realize that Dante Fowler got to six and a half. Clay Matthews still sitting at six, so Fowler on pace for thirteen. Matthews is technically on pace for twelve because we're halfway through the season. But if you account for the games he missed, he's actually closer to about sixteen, seventeen that he's on pace for. Uh, maybe a little bit lower than that. Uh, but I didn't actually do the math on that. Those are just my my rough predictions for you guys. Uh, let's take a look at this injury report. So we got the Rams and Steelers playing this weekend. We do have some interesting stuff to talk about here. So first and foremost, Rams wide receiver Brandon Cooks will not be playing in this game. He is already listed as out with that concussion that he suffered against the Bengals. His replacement will be wide receiver Josh Reynolds and... Uh, Brandon Cooks, by the way, is back in Pittsburgh. He's in Pittsburgh right now to see that specialist that he saw again. And I don't want to speculate. I don't want to go too deep into this, but I don't think that's a good sign that he flew across the country two different times to see the same specialist. I don't think that that's good news. Um, I definitely want the best for Brandon Cooks. And if the best for Brandon Cooks is to, to walk away from this game, 
I 100% support that. I know uh, some fans would not be thrilled with that, and some fans might even take the, the route of saying that the game has gotten a little soft, but I personally, watching Brandon Cooks play in different games on three different teams on television, I've watched Brandon Cooks suffer four concussions, and those are just the games that I watched of his. So, and I'm watching these games live, and, and one was with the Steelers, one was with the Patriots, two have been with the Rams already. So not good. And, you know, ultimately this is a game. We love it. It's the, I, I love the, the, the rough players who hit hard and stuff like that. But ultimately, man, this is his life that we're kind of dealing with now, especially when you look at this many concussions and what we're talking about here. If Brandon Cooks were to walk away, I know I, for one, would support that decision. I would hate to see him go. I like his abilities. I think that he's, he's that burner that the Rams need. And that if, Without Tavon Austin, I'm still mad about that trade, by the way. Uh, without Tavon Austin, a guy like Brandon Cooks, he just opens up that portion, that small little portion of the playbook where he gets a, gets you that speed a little bit. And uh, the Rams do have very talented wide receivers, very deep at wide receiver, uh, but this would suck. It would suck to see him go. But ultimately, you got to take care of yourself, man. And I'm hoping for the best. I would love to see him back out on the field, but not at the expense of long-term health. I would I would like to see him. If that is the case and that is a real concern from this specialist, uh, then I would like to see him walk away uh, and, uh, you know, just kind of go from there. Maybe you get into coaching or something, too. You never know. Uh, there's a lot of things that revolve around sports. That's one thing I've been learning in school is how many freaking jobs there are in sports. It's not just players. It's not just coaches. There's a billion jobs. So... Uh, maybe Brandon Cooks can break into something else. And with a name like Brandon Cooks, not, not the not the actual name itself. The, the name itself is pretty standard. But the weight that that name Brandon and Cooks hold while they're together could land him a job, maybe NFL Network or something. But I digress. Uh, next up, linebacker Bryce Hager uh, was not in practice again today, which is Wednesday. is November 6th. I did not know what day it was until just now. But... Uh, he did not practice today. Troy Reader would replace him again. And i got to be honest, I think I'm liking Troy Reader a lot, guys. I think Troy Reader is the play here. I think that even when Bryce Hager is healthy, I think we stick with Troy. Uh, I, I was not super jacked to see Troy Reader starting, but you know what? He's kind of proven me wrong a little bit. And he, he has had some tackling issues here and there. They're kind of sporadic. But overall, I think he's doing a very good job for being an undrafted, undrafted rookie. Uh, so I would, I would like to see the Rams roll with Reader. And I'm not a total Bryce Hager hater over here. I'm just saying that if Bryce Hager was going to develop into a superstar, it would have happened already. And I just don't think it's going to happen in 2019. I mean, this is a St. Louis Ram we're talking about who's been with the team for quite a while and hasn't, hasn't been able to blossom into that, you know, that playmaker at linebacker. Uh, next up, uh, running back Malcolm Brown is back at, was back at practice today on a limited basis without ankle injury, so it looks like we could get our RB2 back, which would drop Daryl Henderson down on the depth chart, which is unfortunate, but Malcolm Brown, very good player, so uh, it's hard to complain. And Clay Matthews with that broken jaw back at practice on a limited basis on Wednesday. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers did have a decent amount of names on their injury report, but I'm only going to give you two because they are very important names. So running back James Conner was limited in Wednesday's practice. Running back Jalen Samuels would get the start if uh, Connor cannot go. And I did have my, I did a Facebook Live little conversation with uh, my buddy Travis Herco, and uh, he's on the Smoke 'em If You Got 'em podcast. I shared a link on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. 
uh, mainly for my mom because uh, I like to show my mom that I'm doing things. But uh, we were talking about it on there uh, on the Facebook Live on Ram on the Ram Showcase Facebook page, and he really said that you know uh, that Tomlin is very adamant about if you're not practicing, you're not playing. And so Connor being limited in practice is a sign that he would play in this game. Uh, offensive lineman Ramon Foster, he's, he starts at left guard for the Steelers. He was limited in practice. There is no backup listed on the depth chart for uh, the, for either guard spot uh, on the Steelers. But uh, I do, I'm, I'm thinking B.J. Finney would probably fill in in that role if uh, Ramon Foster, with a, I believe it was a concussion, that uh, if he was not able to go. Uh, but I think it's time. I think we got to talk about this game now. Uh, I've, I know I'm itching for it. I'm itching bad for some Rams football. It's bye weeks. Oh man, bye weeks get me. Bye weeks get me so good, and I hate it. It just it hurts, and I'm just sitting here watching all these other teams make plays and score touchdowns, and just man, I miss my Rams, you know. But we got the Los Angeles Rams at the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. This game will be televised on Fox. Chris Myers and Daryl Johnston will be on the call. If you guys want to find out if this game will be shown in your area, make sure you guys head over to the Ram Showcase Facebook page. I did share the distribution map there, so you'll be able to see if it's in your area. Um, I will. I did forget to put it on the Rams Showcase Instagram page, but I will do that right after I'm done with you guys here. So we'll get that going. But not as big of an area. This is not the game of the week. Uh, so we do kind of have, you know, some unfortunate timing on that. But uh, as we're going to get some more. We're going to get some more. The Rams play the Cowboys later. And the Cowboys, they love to show the Cowboys all over television. So I'm sure we'll get that one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so the Rams have won two straight regular season games after their three-game slide. The Steelers opened at 0-3, but are 4-1 in their last five. So they're definitely streaking. I think they, I believe they've won, uh, was it three straight now? Or is it four straight? I don't know, streaks happening right now. This game does kick off at 1.25 p.m. L.A. time, and the Rams are favored by four points in this game. The over-under at 44.5 for you betters out there. Let's take a look at this matchup, the Rams offense versus the Steelers defense. These are all rankings, by the way. I've had some questions about these numbers. People are like, that's not, like, the Rams are not averaging, you know, five passing yards a game, dude. What are you talking about? These are rankings. These are where of one of 32 Obviously, lower number, the better. So, in total yards, the Rams offense ranks 10th. The Pittsburgh defense ranks 11th. So, very strong battle here. Uh, on the ground, the Rams rank 20th. The Steelers defense is 16th. Passing the football, the Rams rank 5th in the league right now. And the Steelers defense is 10th. And points per game, the Rams rank 8th. Steelers defense sitting at 13th. Flip side of the football, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers offense versus the Rams defense. Pittsburgh's offense ranks 28th in the league. Rams defense drops down just a little bit and is 12th overall in total yards uh, in in rankings. Again, in rankings. And uh, uh, on the ground, Steelers are 26th in, on the ground, and the Rams defense is 10th against the run. So strong uh, run defense for the Rams this year. Stronger run defense for the Rams this year. Could could bump up that number a little bit. We got nine people ahead of us. Let's bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Uh, through the air, the Pittsburgh offense is 27th, and the Rams defense is 19th points per game. The Steelers offense ranks 18th, the Rams defense is 15th. So pretty strong matchup uh, in that regard. Like Especially you got the 10th offense of the Rams versus the 11th offense of the Steelers. So that's a very tight matchup, and it really does, like, it, it looks like the Rams will be able to pass in this game. 
simply because of the number of wide receivers and the lack of depth at the cornerback position for the Steelers. Uh, But on the flip side of that, the Rams defense really should be able to shut down the Steelers offense. And there are a couple of different aspects there. You know, obviously the Rams have kind of changed their scheme a little bit from early in the season where they're, they're running a lot more man right now because of the addition of Jalen Ramsey and of course Marcus Peters leaving so they were able to run a little bit more man so that 19th against the pass uh, I did some numbers I was looking I tried I tried so hard to find of like some magical number some magical statistic that would show how big of an impact Jalen Ramsey is having on the Rams defense Uh, the best one I got was that uh, the Rams are now giving up 0.2 yards per game more through the air with Jalen Ramsey than without him. So so pretty in line right now. Uh, but again, keep in mind, we played against two very pass-happy ha- teams, the Atlanta Falcons, Cincinnati Bengals. Those teams have not been bad through the air, just can't run the football. So I think that 19th ranking will, I think it'll start to shift here pretty soon. I think that we're going to start to see that kind of start to balance in our favor. Can probably get that closer to about 12, 11 by the time the season is over. Just eight games left, though. We're halfway there. That we are halfway through. And that's sad, isn't it? I'm a little bummed out we're already halfway. But you know what? It happens. And next year is going to be fun. The year after that is going to be fun. 2022 is going to be fun. So it, it just never ends. And that's my favorite part about sports. Is even if you win or lose the Super Bowl, is it, you still you just go to the offseason and try to get better. That's that's I love it. Is There's no real champion. Just current champions, I guess. And we're the current NFC champions. So eat it. Uh, let's take a look at the history of this matchup. The Rams do lead the all-time series 15-9-2. The most recent game between these two was September 27th of 2015. That was a 12-6 win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A riveting matchup, an offensive explosion. And the first game between these two came on December 4th of 1938, and that was a 13-7 win by your uh, Los Angeles Rams, I guess. Uh, That's actually the Cleveland Rams in 38. Uh, but it's still the Rams. Uh, let's see here. On the 1st, uh, well, no, I, I lied about that. On the 20th of January in 1980, these two teams played in the Super Bowl. That was a 31-19 win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, of course, this was about 11 years before I was born, so I don't remember this game. If I did, that would be a whole other conversation and probably wouldn't be doing podcasts if I did remember this game. But I don't remember it. I'm sure some of you guys do. It was actually, uh, I've watched it. I don't remember watching it live. I have watched the full game, though. Uh, this It was a lot closer than I think I even anticipated. Even knowing the final score and everything, I watched it. I was like, man, the Rams played the hell out of these Steelers. This is fun. So, I mean, we got that going for us. Maybe we can meet them again in the Super Bowl and give them some payback. Uh, but the Steelers have won the last three games against the Rams. The last time the Rams beat the Steelers, came on October 26th of 2003. Where are my math people? What is that? Two, that was that 16 years, just over 16 years since the Rams have defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers. So hopefully we can uh, break that one right now. Uh, the Rams' longest streak, uh, not including ties. I, I kind of wash ties away. Uh, the Not including ties, the Rams' longest streak is six games. The Steelers' longest streak is three, which is current, which is they, they've won three straight against the Rams right now, and that run between the 1980 Super Bowl and between and 1984, the, the Steelers had another three-game win streak there. So 
That's your matchup. All right, we got some good stuff going, and I don't have my. I do have a Joe Stradamus pick for you guys, but I don't have it. I don't have this one, uh, and I'm sticking with this. And I'm throwing it out in as many places as possible. I said it on Smoke 'Em if you got them. I said it on the Ram Showcase live, and I'm saying it on the Ram Showcase podcast that I think the Rams win this game, 38 to 17. I think the Rams come in hot. The Rams are coming off a break. And the Rams are road warriors. Rams absolutely destroy souls on the road, so I'm excited for that. What I'm going to do, though, for my Joe Stradamus pick, first of all, I need my music here. I need my Joe Stradamus music. Thank you very much, Reggie. I appreciate that. Reggie, everybody. Reggie Armstead. He's the, he's the best. He is the best. Uh, so my Joe Stradamus pick for you guys this week, I'm going simple here, and I'm going probably not as bold as I should, but I'm going to say... And you know what? It's pretty bold. I'm going to say Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald scores his first NFL touchdown in his hometown in front of his friends and family. You have to know Aaron Donald is going to blow that place up with his bros and family as well. Aunts, uncles, all that stuff. You know he's going to have a bunch of people there, a bunch of support, and he's going to bring his A game to this one. He always does, but I feel like there's going to be that little bit of an edge for Aaron Donald this week where something special is going to happen and we're going against a backup quarterback and Mason Rudolph of the Steelers and I'm going to go ahead and say it I'm, I think Aaron Donald scores his first NFL touchdown this week against the Steelers in his hometown of Pittsburgh it's going to be absolutely magical and the second it happens feel free to tweet me at Ram Showcase and tell me about how how smart I am and amazing because um, I need that sometimes so go ahead and do that and then uh, yeah we'll be we'll be good to go um, that is going to do it, though, for Ram Showcase. Uh, I feel like I kind of, kind of blew through this kind of fast. But also, you know what? We've had a lot less news than normal. So I'm kind of filling in stuff with, like, Chargers relocations so they don't have to play with us and stuff. So, But seriously, though, Spanos is not pulling his weight. That's It's getting it's getting obnoxious now at this point. Spanos is absolutely being ridiculous. So I, I, stand, but I stand with Stan. Stand with Stan. That's awesome. <laughs> It's a good one. All right. So uh, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That is at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple stuff there. I try to keep it simple for you guys. You know, it makes it easier for you guys to find me. And uh, we will be getting back to doing videos. Um, I'm not even gonna. Um, I was gonna. I was about to leak an announcement. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, that's coming next week. You guys got a special announcement from Graham Showcase coming up uh, very soon. That hopefully uh, something else that we can start to unroll here real soon. Gonna be a lot more work for Sheriff Joe Bags and Reggie. But uh, <laughs> who is my other person? Hold on. I had one other. Uh, I don't remember his name. Reggie's a made-up person, just so you guys are all aware. And then I think it was uh, Michael? I don't know. I'd have to find it. I have it written down somewhere. Maybe you guys know. You guys might know better than I will. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.